Hello, everybody, and welcome to Socks on Tap. My name is Andrew Kinsler, and I'm joined right now by the Johnny Nani, and we are talking about a White Sox loss here. Johnny, what are your thoughts on tonight's ballgame? Well, I think the biggest concerning thing glaring right in the face, uh, Andrew, is Tim Anderson uh, leaving this game early uh, after making a play coming towards the middle of the diamond and uh planning awkwardly on his right foot before he made a throw over to first base. Um, that was concerning because he did not put any weight on his foot when he exited the game. Uh, so, you know, people, people are assuming the worst right away. And uh, I'll admit I, I was, uh, I, I was a bit scared too. It just didn't look good just from the visuals of it. But uh, we did get some uh, more information on that. That's a little more hopeful. Uh, I know we'll get into that, but that like, that was just my first initial reaction. Um, other than that, we had a lead in this game, Andrew. Um, we were up three to one at one point, um, and we could not hold on to it again. Uh, it, you know, it was a full bullpen day, so I guess all these guys are bullpen guys. So uh, bullpen letting up a lead again—it's uh, just frustrating. Frustrating overall. Yeah. So obviously, the big piece of news there was the Tim Anderson injury. So uh, pretty wet conditions out there at Fenway Park. Uh, the game started a little bit behind schedule because of. This said rain, I think it was about a half hour or so. But even when the game did start, it was pretty wet. And we did see quite a bit of an impact right from the get-go from from these conditions. So White Sox had some pretty bad play on defense in the first inning there. Uh, aforementioned Tim Anderson with an overthrow there at first base. And then Eloy Jimenez couldn't quite get to a ball there in the left field corner, which resulted in a few runs given up there by Carson Fulmer, or uh, I guess, should I say only one there? Um, he looked good, but yeah, still tough game overall, as you said. Um, I don't know if you wanted to touch some more on what happened there in that, in, in that first inning and how Carson Fulmer looked out there overall. So I think you, right before we came on, I think you made a good point and I'll leave it for you, but um Initially, the uh, play to put a guy on uh, second base, you know, Tim Anderson, uh, this is, you know, well, well before the injury. I'm not I'm not digging into a guy who's injured here. Uh, this is, you know, first inning here. Um, it, it was ruled a single, but, you know, Timmy's ranging to his right, you know, away from first base, going to make a play and throws very wildly, um, very far wide of first base. Uh so the runner advances to second base. So you're already putting your uh, starter in a hole there. So uh, he's either got to hold on to that or um, yeah, I, I honestly, in that situation with the conditions like they were, Andrew, I know he probably hadn't tested it a whole lot yet because like you had mentioned, the game started late. Tarp was on for a little bit. Um, I, I would have liked to see, you know, you hold on to that. Uh, you know, it's still the first, you know, you, you know, not saying you cut your losses, but uh, you, don't, you don't give up the extra base there. So I'd like to see him eat it. Um, but, you know, if he's going to, try and make that play. You just got to be a little more sure. So that was, uh, that was one play defensively, but then there's another one too. Um, a, uh, it was a weird angle from like how I had seen it uh, on a couple of different, uh, replays on the broadcast, but a, uh, pretty, I guess you could say pop-up kind of down the left field line, uh, that Eloy Jimenez didn't get to. And then it kind of bounced around along that little, uh, where that short wall comes up and starts raising up down the left field line, um, down the left field line at Fenway Park there. So uh, Eloy couldn't get to it. And then what, that turns into a uh, 
RBI double for Devers. I mean, it was probably one of the lowest uh, exit velocity doubles, I think, of the (laughs) year, honestly. Yeah, so all uh, very good points there by you. So, yeah, um, that was a tough play by Eloy. I I will give him that. It just looked like he just simply couldn't get there in time. And with how little real estate there is to work over there in those outfield corners, um, I mean, I guess you can deal with... um, you know, him not trying to do too much, risking any sort of injury there going into the wall, especially with those slippery conditions. But yeah, uh, in order to make that a double and then to score the run that um, Tim pretty much let get to second base there, not a great start there for uh, like Carson Fulmer. But also, you made the point that Tim should have probably held onto that ball. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And um, especially these past two days, um, you know, Tim's been great for this team. He's really brought quite a bit of energy and he's been great with the bat, but plays like today and yesterday uh, being made from him in, in the field, it's just not good. It, and it can just be somewhat frustrating. So in the game last night, uh, on Monday night where the game-winning run came in. Pretty clear play at third base. The ball was carrying him over that way, so you would like to see him maybe have the awareness to go to third there. But then the game in the game today, um, I think that Steve Stone put it best. He said that Tim believes that he can make every play on every ball, um, especially in the first inning there with, a newer pitcher coming up with uh, Carson Fulmer, who's had his fair share of struggles. You just don't want to add to any sort of pressure in any sort of situation that he's in there and not try to be the hero on that and uh, just make things worse in that situation. But, you know, tough way to start the first inning, but I do want to talk a little bit more about Carson Fulmer. So he was the quote-unquote opener today. He went... He went two innings, two hits, the one run, but that was unearned, one walk, and three strikeouts. So what did you like from him today, Johnny? Well, I like how he settles down after that. Um, It can be easy to get flustered, especially like you had mentioned his uh, past struggles here at the big league level. And, uh, you know, he he settled down right after that. So after that RBI double, I'm going to put that in air quotes. You can see me, the listeners can't, but in air quotes, uh, double. Yes, it was technically, but like I said, maybe the lowest exit velocity one of the year for Devers there. But anyway, about Carson Fulmer, he settles down there, gets Xander Bogarts to uh, ground out, walks J.D. Martinez. I'm not upset about that. You don't want to see him take one over the monster on you, um, extend that lead even further, gets JBJ looking. Uh, and then Vasquez grounds out. So I did like that, um, that he settled down there and, uh, you know, clean second inning uh, and no nothing uh, of note, you know, uh, good or I mean, I, I guess it is good that it didn't happen. But, you know, uh, it, it was uh, uneventful, which is good. Uh, you know, it's good when you just set them down in order um, and, and nothing gets across the plate. So I was happy to see that. Um, and okay. So here, here's an interesting thing. I think what you're trying to lead me into is, uh, why didn't Carson Fulmer stay in the game longer? Um, and I, I want you to bring up this stat cause you had put out an article when you had, uh, mentioned Carson Fulmer as the opener today, uh, during the day after it was confirmed that he was going to be the starting pitcher tonight. Um, 
what what were his splits then? Um, you know, and, and it was an odd split. I want you to fill in the listeners if they may not have seen your article about it. Yeah. So as you did mention, I did have a little piece here about Carson Fulmer being tonight's starting pitcher there. And um, interesting enough, when I was doing a little bit of research on baseball reference, I was able to look at some of his splits just based on how he did do um, based on certain times through the order. And surprisingly enough, as a starting pitcher, he was more effective the second and third time through through a, like the batting order facing a specific opponent than he was his first time through. So over his career, over um, when he was coming into tonight's start, he had 13 starts. And in those, the first time through, um, he had surrendered a batting average of 267 with an on-base percentage of 400, slugging percentage of 489 uh, to go all- along with five homers and 17 walks. So not great numbers, but the second time through the order, that goes down pretty drastically there. So then the batting average only goes down to 229. So as I mentioned in the piece, smaller sample size, but interesting enough because, you know, with how bad most of our starting rotation has been with attacking like specific hitters the second time through the order. So specifically guys like Manny Benuelos, Ivan Nova, um, you know, you would think that with all of Carson Fulmer's struggles as a starter, that would be the case as well, but actually it, it, it like wasn't. So um, I would have maybe liked to see Carson Fulmer go one more inning, but I guess with the top of the order coming up with Mookie Betts, um, you know, I guess Ricky wanted just to throw something new at those batters, but uh, clearly that didn't work. So he brought in Juan, Juan Manaya and not his best outing. So, you know, he's been pretty decent this year, but he came in and pitched the next two innings, gave up two runs there. Um, I don't know what you thought about the rest of the bullpen the rest of the way or um, about this particular move there to not have Carson Fulmer pitch the third inning. Yeah, so I mean, I guess we could sit here and play armchair manager all day. Um, you can argue that, yes, it w- would be more beneficial for him to go out and uh, face that top of the order again, uh, just based on what you have left in the tank there in the bullpen, or you could uh, play it as you want these guys to see someone new. Uh, but unfortunately, the new guy was Wamanai, as you had previously mentioned. Um, he had let up two in that third inning um, on a uh, bases load. And, you know, the thing was he had gotten it down to a place where he could have gotten out of it one pitch away from it. It was a 2-2 count to Vasquez there. Um, and then uh, it, it ended up being a 2-RBI single. So I guess it could have gone either way. And, you know, maybe we were applauding Wamanaya for escaping pressure there. Um, but he didn't. And that is what ended up uh, surrendering the lead there um, for the White Sox in that third inning. Um, he, he And then the thing is, these are really weird. Is that, I, I guess he's facing the lower half of the order, um, and that may be the thing. But, you know, the, the lower half of the order is no slouch. I mean, you get Michael Chavez batting seventh tonight. Uh, we've seen what he's done to some of our pitching so far this season. So um, it, it, the the weird thing I was going to say, though, is, you know, Amanai comes out and uh, tosses a clean fourth then. Um kind of, you know, mirroring Carson Fulmer in allowing runs. Uh, granted, Fulmer wasn't earned, but uh, 
allowing more in that first uh, inning that they're in rather than the second. I'm sure that's due to facing the, the order. Um, but like I mentioned, I, I think Boston's line is pretty potent from top to bottom. So, uh, you know, uh, like uh, I don't know uh, what exactly the right move would have been um, in, in a night like tonight. Um, I had mentioned it with on Tony on last night's show and we were looking at it, you know, we used the A team, so to say, uh, bullpen wise last night and those guys that came in in Marshall uh, Bummer uh, Herrera was part of that. And tonight you knew you were going to get this this squad. Uh, I know you'd mentioned that Mania hasn't been that bad as of late, um, but the uh, the overall perception, at least in my mind, is that um you know, this is kind of the B squad. That's what I kind of classified him into. And, you know, Jose Ruiz and Josh, excuse me, Josh Osage were the others that were uh, lined up behind Mania there. So, um, I mean, I I don't know, Andrew, I I can't give a definitive answer Uh, for my personal sake. I I still think that Carson Fulmer probably should have gone out one more inning, um, especially in a bullpen game and kind of play it by ear. But then again, maybe they had it set in stone. Because you look straight down, uh, two innings each for these guys. So who knows if they would have gone to in a ninth inning situation. I mean, you would hope that would be uh, um, Alex Calame then. I'm sure that would, would have been the plan there since he didn't throw last night. But uh, it, it's tough like this. There, there's a lot of variables in a bullpen day. Yeah, I agree. So the bullpen day that we had tonight really didn't turn out quite as well as the one we had back in Houston in May where – we actually only gave up three runs there, so that was pretty impressive. But yeah, pretty different story tonight. And I mean, as you mentioned, this was pretty much the B squad. So, you know, you and me both, you know, we've had a history of our perception being that Juan Manaya, you know, isn't really a high quality MLB reliever. And, you know, for the most part, he has been proving us wrong this season. Uh, but, you know, not tonight. Tonight, he looked more like the guy that got completely tattooed in spring training and was not on the roster. And, you know, same goes for Jose, Jose Ruiz. So me and you talked about this before we got on air. Um, I mean, he's just not good. I think he should be in triple a granted, you know, we don't have many options um, available that, you know, are really all that better than him. But I was mentioning this to you. I don't think I've seen him have a, clean outing in a while here. I mean, it, it always seems like he's given up at least one run, uh, you know, ERA of 6.30 this year. Uh, he gave up three earned runs today, uh, that bomb against Xander Bogarts that really kind of, you know, took the wind out of the sails there. So that wasn't good, but at least promising sign from the rest of these relievers there, Josh Osich, as you mentioned, um, only gave up one hit across two innings. So, you know, as we mentioned, facing a good lineup like this, that's really good to see. And actually over his last five games, he hasn't given up an earned run. So he seems like a guy that, you know, in terms of the right situation, he could maybe be a lefty specialist or, you know, long relief innings eater as, as, as he has been. So, you know, good to see that out of him. It's good to see, the bright side of a few of these guys. And yeah. I guess the bright side from the offense, I mean, there was a few. Um, I don't know if you wanted to get into the offense now or if there was anything else yeah, so, no, you just wanted to one, mention. 
w- one thing before we move on to the offense, because it'll make it quick. Um, just when you were talking about Jose Ruiz, uh, his line there, four hits, uh, three runs, all of them earned. Uh, he gave up that home run to, I believe, was it uh, Bogarts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, what I want to say was it, when you talk about a Jose Ruiz, there's always got to be a guy in our bullpen that, like you had mentioned, Literally every single time they come out, it's never clean. Uh, they're always at least giving up one, uh, making things scary. Last year, Yanmar Gomez uh, <laughs> and uh, Chris Falstad too. Um, I feel like Juan the, the, Mania was that way as well last year too. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean, he he had some better stretches, but yeah, there were, I, he was wild Juan Mania at other times too. Um, but you know, just there's always got to be one, and like you know, Jose Rondon. Uh, excuse me, not Jose. What am I talking about? Jose Ruiz. <laughs> there's too many. Yeah, there's too many similar names here. Jr. Um, the Jose Ruiz though, uh, converted catcher, um, uh, turned into a pitcher. They they like the pure arm. They think they can turn that around. Um, just from a strength standpoint, but uh, I mean, I mean, the uh, the results aren't there. Um, and it sucks. It's hard to watch when because uh, you feel like I think me and Tony uh, mentioned this a couple of different times on different shows. You feel like you're almost surrendering the game when they come in. So uh, it, it's just not fun to watch. But we, we've dwelled on the bullpen enough, Andrew. Um, we we can get to what happened with the offense today. Yeah. So, um, you know, three runs scored today, and one bright spot, I guess you could say, from the sixth spot, which. It's really a place that I wouldn't necessarily be hitting him. Uh, I just about jumped out of my chair yesterday when I looked at the lineup and saw that he was batting sixth um, and that he continued to do so today. So that wasn't a fluke. I, you know, I'm not sure what that's all about. I know in spring training he was hitting quite a bit of leadoff, and that's actually where Larry Garcia has been pretty respectable this year. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think he belongs – if. You're not going to hit him lead off or in one of these table setting roles. He doesn't really belong in a spot where you typically see guys that can produce runs. So, I mean, the sixth spot, you still want to see some pop out of there. I, you know, I, I think he should be more in the eight or nine, but, you know, I'm not the one that's given the lineup card. I guess that's either for the best or, you know, I, I guess that's up for your own like determination, whether that's a good thing or not. But yeah. So John Jay in the sixth spot though, actually fared pretty well. He went three for four. So his hits were pretty cheap hits. I mean, he had the, he had his first RBI in a, 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 a white Sox uniform driving in uh, James McCann in the second inning. So, I mean, that was good to see. I mean, at, at least now, with him in the outfield, we have a little bit more of a like balance there guys that can maybe get on a little bit more consistently. So I like that out of John Jay. Yeah, we can, we could debate all day. Uh, Tony and I talked about this a little bit last night on the post game show after Jay's uh, debut with the white Sox, uh First time after being activated this season, um, we can debate all day, whether he not, he should be here. Is he blocking anyone? Uh, should someone else be eating these reps? Uh, matter of the fact is he's, he's here. And they're going to keep putting him in, in the lineup now that he is healthy and, uh, you know, available uh, as a roster option since Odris Martis-Bandier has been DFA'd. Uh, spot opened up for him. He's going to be here. So uh, 
we could talk ourselves silly about this, Andrew. Um, <laughs> if someone else of a Daniel Polka should be up here, if yada, yada, whatever. Uh, John Jay, if he's providing value, um, then I mean, you know, I'm going to root for any White Sox player that's in the lineup. Uh, I, I always want to see him succeed. So that, that is positive from Jay. Uh, you did see some good things like you'd mentioned in spring training. So uh, maybe I would guess sooner rather than later, he will eventually get a. Uh, start in the leadoff spot. I know, like you'd mentioned, Larry Garcia has been fairly serviceable there, um, but they will uh, either give Larry a day off or bump him down because, you know, he's a versatile guy. He, he can do pretty much anything, hit pretty much anywhere in the lineup that you really need him to. So uh, I, I would guess that we'll probably see Jay um, get up into that leadoff spot at some point if we're going to uh, see games like this, you know, a three-hit performance uh, tonight. And only second game, second game back, getting back to major league pitching. So, um, yeah, that, that was a positive, but other than that, um, you know, James McCann, uh, he, he continues to be, uh, just having an all-star campaign. I think it's the best way to describe, uh, what this guy has been doing this year, 326 average. Uh, he was one for four tonight, scored two runs, uh, drove in one. Um, so he just continues that production there. Uh, Tim Anderson, before he exited, he was two for three. Uh, he scored a run. So, um, and Lurie Garcia had two hits as well. So when when you look up and down this, uh, it, it's it, it wasn't completely it was it wasn't completely dry, but uh, the offense did not produce anything after the third inning. So uh, it was dry after after that point. Um, it's it's frustrating, you know. I I was uh, in the car uh, coming home during a half inning one time and. Uh, DJ had mentioned, uh, I think he was taking a, you know, the hawkism. The he's like, oh, these guys aren't going to quit. They're not going to quit. Well, uh, they might not have quit. They were still putting out effort, but they didn't get the job done. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah. And then in regards to the bottom of the order there, so Jose Rondon and and Zach Collins there combined 0 for seven. So the thing with Jose Rondon, plenty of people have been saying, you know. He's mostly been facing righties. They'd like to see him face some lefties and, you know, see if he can turn it around. They think that, you know, this sneaky power that he has is eventually going to show up. Well, you know, the past few nights he's been hitting against lefties and, you know, he's just still looked lost. I mean, I don't know when enough's enough for him, but 0 for 4 again tonight, you know, with those two strikeouts, it's just not going to cut it. And then also Zach Collins had, he also had two strikeouts um, against David Price. So I'm not sure if you caught those at bats, but yeah, um, all of the rumors about him being pretty bad against lefties. Uh, that was, that, that was confirmed by my eyeballs tonight. Cause that was, that was tough yeah. to watch. He just looked lost, but you know, you, you do like to have him get that experience, but um, yeah, I mean, all of those rumors are true, so we're gonna have to be patient with this guy and, you know, hopefully he can figure that out as well. Yeah. Uh, it's still very, very, very young in Zach Collins career. Um, you know, this is just, uh, the very beginning for him. Um, uh, I'm not saying you want to put him in a position for failure. Uh, I guess who he can do though. And, uh, you can't shield him from lefties, uh, you know, every single game. 
Uh, it's just not feasible, you know, think about in, in a future situation uh, in a playoff scenario. Um, I mean, obviously you want to put your best lineup out, but if he's going to be the best option behind the plate, you're, you're going to have to roll with them eventually. So uh, take, take your lumps in a season like this, I guess that would be my, uh, my uh, sort of, uh, if you're going to put a silver lining on it at all. And uh, we'll just see it. We'll see how he goes, how he uh, progresses here going forward. Um, I would guess that they will still limit them um, when possible, but uh, it'll be nice to see when uh, he actually does come through and then it'll be like, okay, well, uh, you know, you can't, I, I guess the biggest thing is you can't shield these guys a hundred percent. That's the, that's my biggest takeaway here. Um, sure. It sucks. You don't want to see him fail, uh, but I feel like he, he's, he's a grounded kid. Um, he's got a good head on his shoulders and he's not going to let something like, you know, just a two strikeout performance against a guy, you know, David Price, decent pitcher. Um, that's, it's not going to, uh, completely get him down and out and throw him into a complete funk. So, uh, Zach Collins, I think he will continue to progress going forward. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Andrew, I'm kind of, uh, out of words for this one. It sucks. Uh, you know, losing, this is now four in a row. What have we lost? Uh, five out of our last six now. Um, I think that's what it was that we had said yeah. before we came on. So, uh, I'm ready to just, uh, wipe the slate clean and, uh, let's talk about the series finale here. Well, I don't know how much better tomorrow looks. So it's going to be a matchup between Reynaldo Lopez against our former boy, Chris Sale. So Lopez coming in on the year with a 4-7 and seven record, 6.23 ERA, and 80 strikeouts, while Chris Sale with a 3-7 and seven record, but a 3.59 ERA to go along with 138 strikeouts. Uh, he always does seem to be able to rack those up well. So, you know, I know you're at a loss for words on tonight's game. Um, do you feel any better about tomorrow? I mean, I think it's going to be another uphill battle. Oh, it absolutely will be uh, on paper. Um, it's uh, Chris Sale. He's uh, he's an elite pitcher. Everybody knows that. Uh, he's a strikeout machine, uh, wipeout slider, uh, three quarters release. We all know it. We've seen it for many a year on the south side. So, um, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. So no, I guess technically I don't really feel that much better about it, but you know, uh, baseball is a weird game. Anything can happen. Um, and I feel like, uh, we're due for a little bit of, uh, one of those days where the offense explodes. Uh, we've gotten to some decent pitchers at times this year. Uh, we've gotten to the likes of, uh, Bauer, uh, we've gotten to the likes of, you know, um, was Cole it Kluber? Henry, yeah. yeah, yeah, Garrett Cole. Um, so it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Um, and you just feel like sometimes you're just due. And I really hope that is the case tomorrow for the White Sox. Uh, but then again, I won't be shocked if uh, Chris Sale just comes out and absolutely shoves. So <laughs> he, he is uh, good for that uh, plenty of times throughout a season. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, bats need to wake up. We, we can't uh, go dormant after uh you know third inning like we did tonight um we got to be able to you know the, the red sox have shown plenty of comeback power in the series let's uh let's harness some of that for ourselves yeah i mean i couldn't ag- agree more with that and you know the hope is that we are able to make this a close ball game and be in a position to win this game so i mean the past few nights we've we've had more than enough chances to be able 
to win these games, but they've just un- unfortunately slipped up. So, you know, hopefully we don't get swept out here. Um, you know, hopefully we're able to put forth a good game and, you know, not continue to fall um, even further and further below 500 because at one point this past week uh, we were within striking distance of going above 500 again. And, um, you know, now with uh, like tomorrow's game coming up, there's a chance we could go to six games under 500, which that would be probably uh, the furthest we've been from 500 in a while. So hopefully the boys are fired up. Hopefully we're ready to really take it to our former pitcher. So uh, I, I guess with that, that's all I have to say. If you want to get into pick to, picks to click. Yeah, um, I haven't gone with uh, this one uh, yet this so far. I mean, granted, this will only be the third game that he's playing in. But uh, just looking here, John Jay is hitting, uh, granted, it's three at-bats, but uh, 667 against uh, Chris Salem's career. So give me John Jay. I I like to switch it up. I like to kind of diversify my picks so that way I don't feel like, uh, you know, some of our other friends that pick either Eloy or Moncada every day, just waiting yeah. for a home run. Um, I won't name names, but you know who you are. Yeah. Uh, I guess you got to at me next time. Cause I have gone with those guys quite a few times. Um, yeah. I mean, John Jay for sure. I think that is a good pick. I was actually looking at him a little bit as well. Um, but I think I'm going to fit your stereotype here and go with Eloy. Um, I, I like the ready lefty matchup here. Um, you know, I think that, that could be something good for him. Hopefully Chris Sale will, you know, like hang one up in the zone to him and uh, he sends one over the green monster there. So, you know, yeah. not to be, not, no, uh, no. to be too I, basic there, but I think uh, I, I have a good feeling tomorrow. You know, hopefully he proves me right here. I, I, I think I nailed the James McCann pick today. Um, so hopefully I can get on a nice winning streak as, as, as long as that one counted. Yeah, so I just like to poke fun. I'm just giving people crap here. Uh, that's what I do. Um, we got to find a little bit of humor in a uh, loss scenario here like we're talking about tonight. So uh, that's what that's all about. Um, I picked Eloy Moncada plenty of times. Jose is probably my go-to, so I can't say I'm uh, any uh, cleaner on that. Uh, you're being a... Uh, spread out in my picks that much but uh yeah just haven't gone with john jay yet this year so um that's that's what i'll go with and uh i had mentioned so one thing about your pick then eloy uh hopefully you get uh my prediction from it was it was uh the last night's show because i had picked eloy for today and i said you know eloy likes to do it on the big stages hit the two home runs uh the first two of his career at yankee stadium you know uh big stage uh national media attention on him because we're playing the yankees um I'm sure he wants to do that in Fenway too. Like you'd mentioned, uh, get one over the monster. So maybe a little hard though, if he does put one over, how's he going to get that ball back? Cause that, that's going to be, it's going to be tough if he actually puts it, you know, way over and out of the ballpark. It, it could go into that back parking lot there. Maybe he could, uh, like shatter someone's windshield there, make a deal with whoever's car it goes through. Um, that would be nice, but yeah, well, hopefully we are, uh, you know, seeing some funny stories about that after tomorrow's game. But um, yeah, that's all I've got. Um, hopefully Timmy gets better. Hopefully we'll update more um, as some news rolls in. Obviously the x-ray is clean, but uh, MRIs uh, still to be taken um, will be interesting to see for sure. So um, that's all I've got for tonight, Andrew. Anything, uh, any closing thoughts? Um, pretty much just what you said. Hope, 
hoping for a safe and speedy recovery from Tim Anderson. Hopefully we see some good more news uh, regarding that. But until then, breathe easy knowing that the x-rays came back negative. And let's go White Sox. Let's go White Sox.